You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. How's it going? Okay, four check marks. We've got to get that fifth up before we're officially wheels off the ground on 6.15, 8 a.m. Mountain Time. Spinning wheel, spinning wheel. There we go. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of Broncos for Breakfast. I am Nick Kendall and joined by my friend and co-host, Scott Kennedy. Scott, good morning to you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's uh, It's gotten hot down here in the south. Oh. I don't know about you, but uh, it, it's definitely warmed up for sure. Yeah, no, um, I think I have to be a Seattleite and say it's always cold here. It's always rainy and uh, do not move here. Because there's, uh, th- you won't have fun. Nah, it's, uh, it's been rainy. Um, we got a big couple storms the last few days, but it looks like it's going to be really nice uh, through the rest of the week. And uh, summer in the Pacific Northwest doesn't get any better than that, honestly. So, uh, yeah, guys, follow us on Twitter at HuddleUpPod. And, of course, the mothership at Mile High Huddle. You can follow Scott and myself also, uh, myself at Nick Kendall MHH and Scott at Scott Scout Kennedy. I'm autopilot there that's a that one's always going to get you messed up do you have people ever well, like i said it used scout to mess everybody up the other direction when it was you know scott from scout now it's now it's scott well who's I just, i've just kept it it makes sense it's kind of what i do so i've just i've just kept it rather than uh changing i do i do have a separate uh soccer slash football account that's scott kennedy fc so that one's easier okay. to remember for that one but i talk chelsea on that one mostly euros that type of stuff yeah, the, uh, the Euros are today. I honestly debated putting on my uh, Germany uh, 2014 jersey. Um, I, I got a Schweinsteiger, uh, black and red stripes. But, Schweinsteiger. Uh, just, Is that just the best fun German name. name ever or what? It really, I mean, gosh. I mean, he was just. I, I just like having him on the team just to say Schweinsteiger. Exactly. And seven's a great number, too. Uh, Broncos <laughs> fans can relate to that. So, uh, yeah, no, Schweinsteiger, great player, fun player. Um, guys, also make sure you subscribe, like, and share if you're joining us on YouTube. Uh, hit the thumbs up if you're joining us on Facebook and on uh, Facebook. Speaking of, facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle to become a supporter or facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. Uh, both of those can help us a lot. Speaking of helping, guys, go to Scott's YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Scott Kennedy. I'm dropping it also in the chat here. Uh, so you guys can just click that link. I'll pull it up on the YouTube version here, youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Scott Kennedy, uh, the sub confirmation there. So you click that, take you to his channel. And uh, Scott, what's the what's the latest on your own channel over there? I, I haven't been as active lately. I'll, I got to okay. be honest it's with you. I, uh, I haven't, I've spent more time here than there. Um, okay. But that will change. That that will change for sure. So um, I, uh, I'm, I'm watching the numbers go up a little bit, you know, you like building it. Um, you also want it to monetize, and then you get discouraged when it's not monetizing. But you got to build it to monetize it. So it's you know one of those circular things. Depending on how well caffeinated I am, makes me how how motivated I feel in a, any typical day. So I'm starting to feel better now. I'll tell you that. If you build it, they will come. And right, it just take uh, consistency, good content, and uh, the people seem to be enjoying Broncos for breakfast so far. So hopefully we can keep that up. But if you guys are enjoying this, uh, do me a favor by doing Scott a favor. Go follow his page at Scott Kennedy uh, over on YouTube. So uh, let's say hello to everybody who's joining us so far on this fine Tuesday morning. We got KB82. What's up, Beast? I don't know if Beast is here. If Beast is here, say hello. Um, but uh, I can be your Beast KB if you want. That's uh, whatever. Um, and we also got Facebook user. Ah, what a unique name. Uh, morning, fellas. How are you this morning? I am very good, Facebook user. Uh, Jamal Killings, always in here. Jamal always likes to say hello. And goodbye. So I know that Jamal's here. He's just uh, enjoying the ticket sitting back. Maybe he's drinking his coffee. And uh, we appreciate you, Jamal, for joining us. Jamal would be a good Hawaiian. Just aloha. Yes. You, know? <laughs> uh, you, you take care of it the other way. The English have a, a phrase that I say that only they can get away with. With a, It's a cursing that also means hello and goodbye. But uh, it, it's, it's much nicer for the Hawaiians to say aloha. So, <laughs> Don't the French have one, too? It's a Probably, but okay. you know, if you if you ever watch uh, the movie Snatch or anything, you know they end everything with with f off, and it's like, how can they make that sound like hello and goodbye pleasantly? I I don't. I wish I could do that. That'd be great. 
And then there are the Germans who say, I love you. And it sounds like they're cursing at you. Like, <laughs> leave it. like oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Swink McCloud coming in here too, saying that just waking up here, but I made it. That's what counts, Swink. We appreciate you. Uh, Jeremy Sean's in the house as well. Morning, fellas. Good morning to you, Jeremy. Hope you're doing well. Uh, hopefully your Vikings are good this year. Uh, Mr. Kirk Cousins look like Kirk Cousins. Pretty underrated. He had a good year last year. Uh, Bob Skinner in the house. Morning, Broncos country. Good morning to you, Bob. Hope you're well. Dave Glassman, also good to see you. Morning from over on YouTube. Uh, we got Kevin Gray coming in. Good morning, guys. My first time live. Well, Kevin, uh, hopefully you can join us in the future and uh, going forward, but uh, we are very happy to have you right now. So appreciate it. And also, um, we have... We're the morning shows, right? Tuesday and Thursday, but there's a lot of different shows. So hopefully you can join those ones too. We got, uh, man, there is not enough vowels on this to try to pronounce it. Stin Kidim. Okay. Morning, guys. It's Stone Cold Tim is what it is. Oh, he he cut out the vowels and he killed Stone, me. It's Stone Cold. I'm, I'm a skimmer. I'm a, I'm a skimmer. So it, to, to my only read about every other letter anyway brain, it looks like Stone Cold Tim to me. I prefer Stin Kidim. Um, Stone Cold Tim. <laughs> morning, guys. Hello, Broncos country. Um, uh, Dave saying that uh, working, so I can't chat really appreciate an audio only live stream really would appreciate an audio only live stream. Well, um, you'd have to talk to chat about that one. Uh, I'm not we'll sure. Work how on it. Work. Yep. We'll work yeah. on it as we get, as we get, uh, farther along for sure. For sure. I think Dave is saying that uh, we have faces made for radio, honestly. And that's fine. Morning. Um, higher learnings is in the house as well. Good morning. Broncos country. Good to see you. higher learnings. Um, we got Gary Palmer. Over here, hello Broncos country. Welcome to Broncos for breakfast. Welcome to you, Gary. Um, Jeremy saying the Vikes will never be mine, never Broncos for life. You just have to roll with it in the Kirk Cousins. Maybe, maybe if the Broncos uh, quarterback situation bombs out, Kirk Cousins will be a Bronco in the next two years. Which, uh, if you put Kirk Cousins on this roster right now, this team is probably eleven wins. Just is what it is. So, uh, higher learnings coming in here too. Haven't been up for a show in a while, but congrats for Chelsea for winning the Championships League or Champions League. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, uh, Scott's still probably riding high. Who are you pulling for in the Euros? I don't know. I, I don't know yet. I end up picking a team basically as it starts. Uh, Spain seems pretty unlikable right now, so I'll mm -hmm. probably root against them. Um, but, you know, I root for the, the players that I, I, that I know. So I root for England a lot because I know all those guys and where they play, yeah. and I watch them all year, and uh, Germany and Italy, um, that type of thing. And then you like a good underdog, you know, and how do you not root for N'Golo Conte? who plays for France. So, yeah. Uh, so we'll see. So basically I feel myself rooting against Spain whenever I see them play, just cause they're, they're just not a real likable group right now. No, no, they're not. I'm pulling, I guess I'm Germany is number one team for the euros, but uh, I'll probably be pulling for Denmark after what happened with Christian Eriksen. Just to, yeah, that was scary. Oh my God. God. Woof. Um, and Charlie Beagle in the house saying, this is the better show. They're all different types of shows, Charlie, but uh, we appreciate you saying that you like this one. So, uh, Let's get it going here. The Broncos uh, still mandatory mini camp, but we're really trudging ahead to, uh, gosh, actual training camp and the practice of the Vikings and real, real football. football. I know real football is just around the corner. So let's get to some of these narratives so far uh, people have been talking about. And I guess we have to get to quarterbacks out of the gate um, because that's the that's how far this team is going to go. Uh, it's really probably dependent on the quarterback position, but it does sound like early on that uh, Teddy Bridgewater has a, a slight lead. Um, any thoughts on that? It's, and it's not because we, we said it early on in these shows that uh, if anybody takes a lead out of the gate, it's probably because somebody is struggling more so than anybody lighting it up. It sounds like Teddy's been solid, but it does sound like uh, there's some frustration with uh, Drew Locke with where he's at right now. Well, and I, we said from the very beginning, you know, Teddy was going to be the more steady presence. It, should it surprise anybody that early on that he's ahead? No, it, it really shouldn't. Um, he's got just as much time, if not more, in this system, in a system like this. He's been around. Um, he's, a, he's a true pro, which we've said for a long time. Um, does he have the upside that Drew does? No, but I don't think his his the worst that he plays isn't going to be as bad as the, the worst version of Teddy. is not going to be as, as bad as the worst version of Drew Locke. Uh, the best version of Drew will be better than the best version of Teddy. Right now, they're just getting started, so you're not going to get the best version of either one of them. You're going to get the more steady player right now. So does it surprise me that Teddy's a, a little bit ahead now? Not at all. Yeah, and I know there's a lot of pushback um, from people on just Broncos country in general that uh, we Teddy Bridgewater is a known quantity. Drew Locke could be this great player, but um, the reality is a lot of these players are fighting for contracts in these up uh, upcoming seasons. 
lot of these coaches are fighting for jobs. So even if Drew Locke does have this perceived higher upside, if he is obviously the worst of these two quarterbacks, they're going to go with Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, you cannot can you cannot go into a locker room with the season saying like, listen, we know that Teddy Bridgewater is playing better right now, and you're looking better out there when you have Teddy. But Drew's our guy. You're going to lose a locker room quickly. You're going to have issues. Uh, so this just you cannot operate that way in the NFL. And you, you can't back a, a, a losing season with another one with the same guy like that. You know, if, if you're if you're breaking in a rookie, that's different. But you know, who was it? Jerry Glanville that said originally it may not have been him, but said originally NFL stands for not for long. Yep. You know, you don't have time. You don't have time to go out and and break in a new guy uh, if you're coming off a losing season and this is your second year. You gotta you gotta start winning. You gotta start showing the trajectory uh, in the right direction. So you know. Drew Locke's not necessarily the guy at, at, at any any stretch of the imagination. So, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked about this, uh, you know, every time we start talking quarterbacks is in two years, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is not going to be the quarterback. So mm-hmm. it'll either be Drew Locke steps up or it's going to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater is a stopgap without a doubt in my mind. He's a stopgap. Yep. And it's unfortunate um, because obviously the best case scenario for the Broncos is, and for me, put taking off the analyst hat and putting on the fan hat for a second. Best thing would be for a bridge or a Julak take a step, but uh, he's going to have to earn it. Um, he hasn't really had to earn it the last two seasons. Uh, so hopefully it will get better. Um, and another point here that I think is important that it's lost on a lot of people is this Broncos team is a very young and ascending offense. And you need a quarterback that can put these guys in the right spot, get the ball on time. So these players can take the the next step, right? Because if you have a quarterback who's not is failing to execute the offense, make the right reads, put the ball in the right spot, how are these guys going to develop? I mean, they're still going to get better, but you need a quarterback that can push them along and give them the actual live reps uh, and putting the ball where it needs to be at the right time in order for Noah Fant, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, all to take those steps with the live reps against non-practice, uh, non not their own teammates in practice. Yeah, nearly every single player that I talked about when we when we went back a couple of weeks ago and started talking about breakout players, dark horses, most improved, that kind of stuff, it all depended on the quarterback play. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's uh, that's what we have to be watching for. Um, so it's 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 important for sure, and it's it's the most scrutinized position in professional sports outside of you know a, a point guard somewhere for the Lakers or someone. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know, but an NFL quarterback, there's only 32 of them. A starting quarterback is one of those high pressure, high profile jobs in professional sports. So yep. it's it's going to be scrutinized constantly. Uh, and Tim Durr, you are not showing up as Facebook user anymore. So uh, glad to have you, Tim. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, Charlie's got a good question here. Why do we acquire so many guys with missing appendages? Um, well, uh, we just got to get Jason Pierre-Paul, and then we'll have the missing appendage bingo going here. So, uh now nah, he's 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 happy. Hopefully he uh, wins a few more rings. I don't think he's in danger of having more rings than fingers, uh, like Brady over there, but in a different way. Uh, Matt Henry coming in here over on Facebook as well with the beautiful sunset picture there. Um, good morning, guys. Love this show. Well, Matt, we love you. Um, Corey coming in. Uh, I heard somewhere that Drew is already taking snaps with the backup squad. Is this true? Well, both guys are taking snaps with the backup squad because they're getting first and second team reps. Uh, Drew had the first team reps out of the gate, um, and, but it's been back and forth so far. And uh, even if Teddy, Brid- it's like a, I don't know. How, did you play N sixty four? Are you? Is that your? Are you Mario? No, I was Kart a Sega person? guy at that point. Sega? Okay. Yeah, I was a Sega Genesis at that point. Okay. Well, we are. It's so right now. The race is the uh, the lights had just went off, and Teddy Bridgewater got the uh, the boost out of the lights saying go and uh drew locks wheels spun he's kind of stuck there for a second because he mistimed uh the go so teddy bridgewater's in the lead but we're just out of the 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 start gap you know right so um that's a uh even if bridgewater is winning i wouldn't put too much weight on it because there is a lot yet to go it's still notable though especially when you are on the 24 7 news cycle uh that we find ourselves on this time of year no and 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 i'll say it again just in because we haven't been here for a while this we're not going to settle this quarterback race in the preseason either. No, nope. the, the quarterback race and the scrutiny is going to happen. Snap of day one, snap of week two. Uh, yep. it, it's going to go on until somebody locks it down, no pun intended, uh, and makes that job their own with you know a couple of weeks of 
12 touchdowns and two interceptions, then the, 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 the number two guy is going to be talked about all year. It's just the way it's going to be. Yep. Absolutely. You're 100% right. Uh, Higher learning saying, I think they take turns. We got Gary Neighbors in the house. Go Broncos number one. Gary, over on YouTube, you're number one. Guys, if you're joining us on YouTube today, please like, subscribe, and share. Uh, We got Vic in the house, too. I actually saw Vic on, uh, I believe I saw him on Twitter this morning, um, like and share the the feed as well. So uh, thank you very much, Vic, for uh, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Um, Jeremy coming in here saying, (laughs) talking a little Euros here, uh, if you don't like Spain, then you don't like beautiful soccer. Always the smaller side. It's like the Broncos O-line at 250 pounds. By the way, can you tell I am Spanish? Ooh. All right, I'm going to take 10 seconds on this so we don't lose That's all there. of our football people. Possession without purpose is boring. I'm sorry. They don't have the Spain side of old. This is a different side. And two, Alvaro Morata is just painful to watch. Just painful. And even a Spanish person can agree with me on that. Now we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie coming in again saying, uh, hello, my name is Charlie and I'm a lockaholic. Well, Admitting it is the first step. I'm just a football holic, and uh, I am I'm I'm dying for a God. I don't I don't need to make any puns in this in this regard. But good quarterback play. Let's just get some good quarterback play here. Tim Durr saying uh, I agree, but I don't like the price tag for Rodgers given his age. Um, Scott, let's 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 lean on this one for a second. Aaron Rodgers, obviously, it sounds. I think it was Ben Albright yesterday. Uh, earlier, he said the Broncos' chance for Aaron Rodgers was 50-50. and just yesterday he said sixty forty. So uh, it's moving up, according to Albright. Um, so, and he, you know, he's he's very connected. So, uh, what do you what do you think of Tim here? Obviously, when you bring in Rodgers, you're giving up some capital, and uh, it might hurt you, you know, five six years from now. Might, but my God, like it again. Going back to Mario Kart, you're stuck behind the starting line even because you can't get out of the gate without the quarterback. You, uh, he says, I don't like the price tag for Rodgers given his age. What's the price tag? You know, let, let me see what you're what you're giving up first, because Aaron Rodgers and you're talking Super Bowl this year. Yeah, probably next year. Yeah, You start talking Super Bowl this year. So if you're giving up draft capital, it also means you're bringing in free. You, you, you've got more money for free agents. If you're playing with Aaron Rodgers, you're bringing in better free agents who are willing to take a discount. So it's not a zero sum game here. Uh, plus, drafts are unpredictable. Uh, where you can get a, a, I mean, human nature is unpredictable. Even free agents don't work out all the time. You're still dealing with human beings. But if you're spending that money on free agents instead of on untested rookies coming out of college, that's not necessarily a bad thing. When you've got a team that's ready to win and win now, I mean, how high did the New England Patriots, what's the highest draft pick they've had forever? You know, they're not making a living in the necessarily at the top end of the draft for the last 15 years. They were doing it with the core and free agency and good signing and good schemes. And, 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 you know, arguably, maybe not even arguably anymore, the greatest quarterback of all time. Aaron Rodgers has five or six years at that level. Mm-hmm. Would you give a first-round draft pick basically every year to have Aaron Rodgers play at an MVP level? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you can afford him, too. You're not losing anything right now uh, at the back end of the cap. So, um you know, what's the price and, and could it be too high? I don't know. I don't, I, I mean, obviously there's a yes to that, but you know, yeah. if you're talking two or three first round draft picks to be playing, making a deep run theoretically into the NFL NFL playoffs and going for another Super Bowl over the next three or four years, that's not too high a price in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. I mean, Rodgers is still probably got three to five good years left. Um, he also didn't see, he had years not playing, right? So maybe his uh, his age of falling off is farther down the line, given he didn't really start uh, for the Packers until 27 years old, 20, 26 years old, because uh, Brett Favre's time there. Um, so, you know, I would be interested. Also, another thing about that conversation is uh, as long as you're not giving up crazy player capital as well as draft picks, like mm-hmm. if that, you're giving up three first-round picks, yeah. That's the key. If it's, it's, if it's draft and money, that's all hypothetical. That's, mm-hmm. that's all what ifs. That's all opportunity cost. Yep. That's not losing Bradley Chubb and possibly 10 to 12 sacks. You're yep. losing opportunity cost, but look, what are you gaining in return? Yep. And those picks are going to be, odds are, unless Rodgers goes down, uh, those picks are going to be in the 26 to 32 range. Um, so uh, I, I respect your opinion, Tim, and we appreciate you joining us today. I just, uh, I would push back a little bit on that one, uh, given where the Broncos could go. I mean, would you uh, would you go back and rather go? You know, like we said, we've certainly seen 
the difference. We had this discussion last Thursday between uh, Deshaun Watson and, and Aaron Rodgers. There's certainly more hesitation because of his age, without yeah. a doubt, Tim. You're, yeah. you're absolutely right. There's certainly question marks there. It's not a no-brainer. It's not a for sure, without a doubt, pay any price possible. There, there's questions there. So that was my first question. If you say the price is too high, well, what's the price? Yeah. You know, three first-round picks scattered over maybe yeah, – I don't think you can even go that far. Uh, you, you know, can over go four, four first-round picks only when the actual draft is on the clock. That's the only time that you have four available. Right. Um, so, you know, what, what's the price too high? But we had a, we had a question come in based on uh, a mock draft that was put out on, on quarterback JT Daniels um, from, the, uh, from the University of Georgia. Um, I haven't watched a ton of JT yet. I will this year. He didn't play a ton last year, but when he did, he lit it up. He came in and was 4-0 as a starter, 12 touchdowns, two interceptions, um, out of California, uh, came to the SEC, moved down here. So I'll see him a lot this year. I, I'm I'm so far behind on 2022 draft that I haven't even started. So <laughs> my, my wheels are sitting there spinning too. So um, as we move into the season, and that's why I say I can't wait for real football, then I will become much more versed on these players because I'll, I'll be able to watch them live. I don't, I don't like talking about what I've heard. I like telling you what I've seen. And I like, and if I can, I like showing you that also with, with highlights or whatnot. So mm-hmm. I'm not there yet, um, but he had a, he, he was four and was a starter, 12 touchdowns, two interceptions, had a very, very strong finish. And um, George is a good team. Kirby Smart's a good coach. He'll have a big season this year. Yeah, and it was from coming in from Based Gase over on YouTube with the five dollar super. We appreciate you, Based. Um, you know, I know you asked Scott, but the JT Daniels for me, he's okay. Um, Carl Dummler, my co-host for uh, Building the Broncos, is a fan. I was a fan of him coming into uh, USC. Uh, JT Daniels actually skipped his senior year of high school um, to go straight to USC, I believe. I think JT Daniels is fine. Um, is he a first round caliber quarterback? I don't know if I see the arm talent or the mobility, um, but you made the comment here of Mac Jones. So uh, you don't, you don't have to have that to be a first round pick, but man, it certainly helps. Um, So his NFL comp, mm, I don't know. You'd have to come back to me on that one. I'd have to like go through the quarterbacks. Uh, And this to me, I mean, it's we're this, we're so early still in the process and you're trying to predict like guys who are going to take that leap in in drafts at this point. The Broncos need a quarterback. Who's a quarterback that could take the leap. Uh, JT Daniels Uh, a year ago. Well, a guy that was showing up in the first round of a lot of mocks, Iowa state's Brock Purdy didn't happen right like he just was meh like just he runs around a little bit mediocre arm good accuracy um he'll be probably a day two early day three pick but uh first round i i, I don't know so we'll see um a lot you're, you're gonna see a lot of 2022 mocks uh mocking the broncos quarterbacks and that's just gonna be the reality of it until the broncos are safe at quarterback or uh, have a known quantity of quarterback that's just that's where we're at um, Chad, Eric coming in saying good morning, Broncos country from North Dakota. Hope you're doing well up there, Chad, uh, North Dakota have not been there Mm-mm. yet. Um, you said you haven't been to the Dakotas either. I believe I've not, I haven't been either to Dakotas or, uh, or Montana. That's about the only places. Yeah. And, or, or North of, uh, Connecticut up Northeast, about the only place in this country I haven't been. I've been all over the place. It's a, if you, if you don't get a chance, I've, I've driven across country twice. That's something that everybody's got to do. You know, it's you, you, you got to do it. Just just get on the road and uh, and see see the whole country. I've done it twice. I really want to get one of those like vans that you convert and uh, put the the beds in the back and whatnot and drive across. And uh, it'd be great for some uh, backpacking or uh, car camping out there in the wilderness. Uh, higher learnings. Teddy Bridgewater. I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't even remember. Genesis came after Saturn, right? Saturn was before Genesis. I. I that's before my time. I'm going to yeah, I bought the Sega on. Genesis with uh, with with uh, uh, coins. I'd, I'd gather change. and I put them in. Uh, they were a hundred bucks at the time. And I wrapped up before I went to college. I wrapped up all my coins and uh, and had a hundred dollars in, in like rolled quarters. And that's how <laughs> I bought my Genesis. And I say this. I don't say this lightly. I was the best 95 EA Sports NHL player in the world. If they had esports at the time. I wouldn't have to be doing this. I'd be retired. I'd be retired from playing uh, NHL hockey. I was uh, the St. Blues. The, the Blues were my team on that 95 hockey. Chris Pronger, Al McInnes, right? Okay. Uh, Genesis was first. Okay, yeah. I, I didn't go Saturn after that. Then uh, then, then my next console, I started going PlayStations. Okay, and uh, he says uh, Aaron is the PlayStation, speaking of the uh, 
the turn there. We got Gary Leeds Palmer, Broncos for Breakfast Rocks. Gary, you rock. You're always so generous with your stars over on Facebook. Um, so we appreciate you, and uh, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, Matt Henry, back to Rodgers. Uh, what do you think we'd give up to bring in Aaron Rodgers to Denver? Uh, I'm just spitballing here, but, you know, three first-round picks in a second. Yeah, Maybe I was we're... thinking two firsts and two seconds. It's yeah. going to cost you four high picks one way or another. Yep. So uh, we'll see. Um, but uh, it's a weird situation, right? Like, it's really hard to uh, put a price on there because a guy, there's weird circumstances surrounding this. This doesn't happen often, if ever. Um, so I don't know, right? Like, who has the most power here? Are the Packers, do the Packers would rather sit on Rodgers and not let him play at all? Does the NFL get involved then? Because, like, think about how much money the NFL loses if Rodgers sits out. I mean, that's great quarterbacks bring in money. Uh, that's that's true for like the away games with the Packers, the television games. If you're sitting there and you lose, you're subbing Aaron or Jordan Love for Aaron Rodgers. You're probably costing the league millions upon millions of dollars. Maybe, maybe you know, I, I don't know because you know what do you what do you really? It's such a juggernaut that yeah. you know. I've almost felt like I, I've said that the NFL reached critical mass about three or four years ago, um, where they basically are like, we're going to do whatever we want and 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 piss on the fans because um, they got so big. Uh, and and so popular that they actually you know reach the the highest level that they're going to get and one player's not going to make because because people are going to they're going to sell out stadiums you know people aren't going to stop going to games just because Aaron Rodgers not there um, for the, the 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 television contracts are already locked in so yeah. it, that's not really the league's business by any stretch of the imagination now um, you know you you certainly don't want your your you don't want him sitting on the bench if you're the Green Bay Packers regardless. Um, yeah. When they start, if, if you know who's canceling season tickets, well, they got a wait list that's 15 years long. So you know it's it's not going to cost them revenue necessarily in the short term, without a doubt. Well, the uh, I know that for the Broncos specifically, they have uh, luxury boxes that they get to keep 100% of the profits of the general admission and whatnot has to be split with the league. Um, so uh, when Peyton was there, those luxury boxes were sold out every single week, and they've had a hard time uh, selling those since then. And because of those luxury boxes selling out, the Broncos were able to add a bunch of new facilities, um, and they got a lot of money from that, which hasn't been the case recently. So uh, it would be nice if the Broncos were winning football again and a little more interesting. So not that yeah, you guys aren't interested. This is, you know, no offense, no offense to the 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 Broncos, but the Packers are a different animal. It's, yeah, that's it's, true. Uh, small market, but it's a small market, but it's it's a it's small demand. It's a limited supply. You know, like I said, there's there there's people that have been on waiting lists for their lives for decades to try and get Packers tickets. And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, because yeah. I probably will be, but they're in an older stadium. So, you know, they're not worried. And they're still going to hit, even if they're not, they're, they're selling out. They're, they're yeah. going to put, they're not, they're not dropping to 70% capacity because Aaron Rodgers is in there. And if they are, that's on them. That's not on the league. Yeah. You know, so the NFL ain't getting involved in this. Well, I hope so they get involved because then that makes it more likely that Rogers is traded. <laughs> Charlie Beagle coming in here saying, uh, we must eliminate the human element from football altogether. Humans are fallible. <laughs> well, um, that's the reason that uh, games aren't played on paper though, right? That's what makes it so fun. Otherwise you'd be chalk every year in the March madness and the number one seed would always win the super bowl, blah, blah, blah. Um, but in single game elimination with humans battling, it's the drama, right? That's there's no better drama out there. There's no better reality TV. Uh, Michael coming in here. Good morning to Nick and Scott from Broncos for breakfast. Thanks Scott for following me on Twitter. Go Broncos says Michael and Michael coming in with the uh, superstars. I believe here over on Facebook, Michael, we appreciate you. Hope you're doing pretty well. Um, here we go. I used to love this show when I was like seven uh, battle bots will rule the earth. Did you watch that show? I did not. Oh, I, uh, I actually, when I was on a flight delay in Minnesota, though, uh, I went over to the gigantic mall over there to grab a charger or something, and they were doing something like that in the middle of the big atrium. Uh, so I stood and watched that a little bit, but I did not watch BattleBots. But I am a big fan of Big Hero 6. I know kids' movies. Okay, there you go. <laughs> um, uh, Charlie Deagle saying a trickle is probably in his Kane yurt <laughs> spinning his 2022 mock for draft right now. Um, I need to get up to Kane or Kanai. Uh, looks beautiful, but uh, I like that the fact that he lives in a yurt. Um, we got Jeremy saying Genesis was first, and uh, karaoke Chris confirming that. Oh, we got Austin Ryder coming here. I think Austin is also a St. Louis Cardinals fan, which the Cardinals actually won a baseball game yesterday. What a miracle! Um, saying, Hey, let's go, Blues. Um, if I had to cheer for a team in hockey, it'd be the Blues. However, Seattle are getting the Kraken, and the people up here seem pretty darn excited about getting a team. I see the Kraken gear everywhere. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun. 
Uh, da, da, da. We got Kyle also coming in here. The $10 super over on YouTube. Kyle, always so generous um, joining us on all our shows, but we appreciate you joining us and deciding to uh, contribute to our show, Building the Broncos this morning. Um, says, uh, Tuesday has been my favorite pods now. Good stuff, guys. So he means uh, Building the Broncos and Broncos for Breakfast. Well, thank you very much, Kyle. Uh, I'm with you guys, you know, one twelfth of the day uh, doing these shows now on my Tuesdays, but uh, wouldn't be anywhere else. I have a lot of fun and, uh, you know, generosity like that makes it all worth it. We really do appreciate it. Um, and Tim, coming back in here, uh, talking about Aaron Rodgers and the the price here. Uh, three first is too much for Rodgers, in my opinion. He could only play two years. That would put him at 40 years old. That's the risk, Tim, right? there, there It's not like there is no risk for bringing him in. And that's like, like Scott said earlier, Deshaun Watson, you're bringing him in. He's 25 years old. Now that's the off field stuff, which I don't know. I you can't, I can't look past that right now. Um, but uh, as far as uh, with Rogers, it, there is going to be risk to it, but that's the game you play, right? Like draft picks are risks. You, like taking a quarterback this last year would have been a risk for the Broncos, but you have to sometimes take that shot. Otherwise you're just sitting there spinning in circles. You can't take that step forward if you don't have a quarterback. And, and I'm so glad that they figured out the rookie contracts. I'm like, wouldn't the veterans, you know, I, I, y'all probably remember when the, the highest paid player in the NFL was usually the first quarterback taken in the draft. That was insane. So I'm so glad they got that fixed. I'm yeah. like, why wouldn't the NFLPA and the veterans that are actually the union members fight to get that changed? So more of the money goes to the people who have already been in there. So it's not quite as big a risk as it used to be. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that basically started – Sam Bradford. Whenever Matt Ryan was drafted. So what, what are we, about 2008, 2009 um, was, was the end of that. But up until that point, it was a huge risk to take a quarterback that high, without a doubt, because you were financially capped, no pun intended, for you know three, four years. I'm looking up Sam Bradford's rookie contract right now because I remember it was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, six years, 76 million in 2010. And it was, if that wasn't the biggest contract in rookie history, it was uh, darn close. Yeah, they, and then they... It was the biggest ever, seventy-six million. Matt Stafford, seventy-two million. Matt Ryan at seventy million. Nadama Kinsu at sixty-eight. Calvin Johnson at sixty-four. And then, so, they, uh, then they started getting a little smarter about it. Not too long after that, where they started yeah. slotting them the way the baseball the baseball guys do. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, Chad coming in here. Worst case scenario, I can see the Raiders outbidding us for Rogers. Ugh. Um, that would be unfortunate. I do not think that the Raiders roster is in a better position than the Broncos. Uh, overall, especially if you're talking about one of the Raiders' best players and most valuable players is Derek Carr. And obviously getting in uh, Aaron Rodgers is an upgrade, but it's not like it's going to be this night and day difference uh, for the the Raiders like it would be for the Broncos. Like, no no joke. It's not to the same extent, but like going from, you know, Drew Locke last season where he was a bottom three quarterback last season doesn't mean he's going to be that, guys. Just context there. Um, going from that level to Aaron Rodgers would be similar to Tim Tebow in 2011, which even though the Broncos made the playoffs, how God, that still doesn't make sense Um, to Peyton Manning in 2012. Like that's the type of level turnaround you'd see there. And I would, I would expect to see a similar um, turnaround on the wins and losses as well. Uh, obviously you have the chiefs here, which makes it a little bit harder uh, with Patrick Mahomes. But uh, like you said earlier, Broncos, Aaron Rodgers giving up draft picks, that's a Super Bowl contender with how this team is built right now. Yeah, and, and the other side of that is, would he want to go to the Raiders? Mm-hmm. You know, would 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 uh, Aaron Rodgers want to go to the Raiders? No, I, no, I don't. Me. I don't. I have I have trouble seeing that one a little bit. Yeah, apparently, I think I don't know where who heard this one, but the a lot of Rodgers stuff coming out was they tried to push the hands for the uh, 49ers. Like right when the draft happened, that third overall pick, there's a lot of value there. Um, and uh, to get over to Kyle Shanahan, that, uh, that the, makes more sense. That makes a lot yeah, of sense. That makes more sense to me. But, but the Raiders, they don't, that doesn't make sense to me. Yep, exactly. And once the the 49ers drafted Trey Lance, that probably went out the window. But uh, now it sounds mm-hmm. like it's probably probably Denver or bust um, if it was going to happen. Um, we got Jeremy Sean coming in here saying three first is a no-brainer. You do it 100 out of 100 times. Um, I'm with you there, uh, especially because those are going to be late round picks and the Broncos have been better. The first round picks lately, but like, would you give up Shane Ray, Sylvester Williams and, um, Bradley Roby for four to five years of Aaron Rodgers? Yes. Like, I, I don't know who could say no to that. Like, yes, you would. Of course. Um, so, uh, there we go. And we got, uh, 
Gary Palmer saying, uh, I am on both platforms. Hilarious. Well, Gary, if you're on both platforms, like subscribe and share, um, no, but uh, <laughs> both Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, whatever. Um, that would be, uh, that'd be very helpful. We appreciate you, Gary, coming back in there. Um, we got a Broncos 17 and 0 with the super sticker, um, because, uh, we do not have our Bawana beast producer in the background. I'm just going to have to imagine what the super sticker is. And Gotta be uh, a dancing pair, right? A, a pair waving. Broncos were Broncos 17 0. We we certainly appreciate it. I'm 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 picturing a dancing pair in my mind. That's um Muhammad Badri loves that pair. Uh she thick. That's all I'll say. She she thick. Um and we got here, yeah. I would give up three first for a chance at multiple Super Bowls. And it's not like you're picking top ten if you have Aaron Rodgers. That's a uh that's the difference there, I think. Um Yeah, you're looking at you're looking at twenty five at best when you're yeah. on the other side of that, right? You're, you know, that's what that was my my comparison with the Patriots. You know, the Patriots are drafting twenty five to thirty two, the whole yep. time. So they're not they're not drafting up. It's not like you're giving up, you know, a top ten pick every time. You know, a, a true yeah. You you can still get difference makers later on the draft. Don't get me wrong, but when you're thinking about the draft, you're thinking about the top ten players as 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 you know true franchise type players, and you're not drafting there. You're not going to be in that neighborhood if if you if you make that trade with uh, for Aaron Rodgers. And it sounds like from everybody connected, really connected to the team, that uh, Broncos, if they win the season with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, they'll manage. They'll be fine. You know, they'll do it. But uh, make make no mistake about it. If Aaron Rodgers is available, the Broncos are going to make a push for that. So uh, look for that. Um, we got J.R. Whitehead coming in over on Facebook. J- saying J.R. That. corrected this with, uh, with a different type of post uh, oh. about, you know, kind of making light of, of Deshaun Watson's legal troubles. And uh, um, I think I think we can just say on that is if he's cleared, the baggage will be left behind. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah, I see that now. Jr., you're gonna get me in trouble. Be careful. <laughs> um, thanks, Jr., though, for the comment still. Um, and we got Gary Palmer saying, "I don't think the Rodgers would agree to a Raiders trade." Yeah, the John Gruden stuff. I mean, do the Raiders have the worst defense in football? If not, their bottom five. They, they no, got because be. I know who does. The Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the uh, Cowboys got to be up there too. Just some bad um, defenses. Yeah, but they just signed, you know, a bunch of free agents to try and address their defensive pl- uh, places. The Falcons signed a, a a special teams player to be their number three safety from the Raiders. So mm. it's it's bleak. It's bleak in Atlanta. Yeah, I mean that's uh still got Matt Ryan though. Maybe hey, maybe Matt Ryan will be a Broncos quarterback here. That would be a uh, do worse. One. You, you could, could do, do worse. you could do worse. It wouldn't cost three first round draft picks. He he uh he's He's a uh, still a top ten, top twelve guy uh, in the right system, you know. To me, which you know, we can start talking a little about too about the the, the throws, you know, which quarterback mm-hmm. was the worst in every throws because Matt Ryan was in one of those. He was the worst guy in a seven step drop. That's because they couldn't protect him. Yep. You know? So we've talked about it before. We see NFL quarterbacks, and this is what's a little bit scary about Drew Locke. When we see him do three to five step drops, one, two, three, bang, first read. NFL quarterbacks are ninety percent. You know, that's almost automatic. When they drop and hit in rhythm, it's almost automatic. And that Drew Locke was the worst at that with about a 60, 65% completion rate, which sounds high, except in a three-step drop, first read should be 90. That's like shooting free throws. Yeah. Um, That was a little scary. Seven-step drops, worst guy in the league, Matt Ryan. Yeah, that's because he dropped seven and he's got, you know, Von Miller hitting him in the back, you know. So, um that one, that one's a that one's a little scary to me when we talk about what what can quarterbacks do or, or not if they're struggling on that that three step drop first read. Yeah, absolutely. I totally forgot about that piece. I think I kind of buried it in my mind. I sent it to you just because uh, it is interesting information. Um, but the, yeah, Drew Locke in the bottom of a lot of categories. Um, obviously, there are a lot of reasons for that. But uh, when you see it parsed apart like that, it really kind of emphasized that uh, Drew Locke struggled last year. Not not very good last season. We'll see what he is this year, but um, I guess nowhere to go but up, right? Well, uh, you know, when we talked about breakout players, could Drew Locke be one of those guys? His first 18 games versus um, Josh Allen's first 18 games weren't that different. You know, they, they weren't that different. So this really will be his second season in the league as far as I'm concerned and his first real preseason. So it's time. If, if you're going to make that jump, now's the time. Yep. Absolutely. It's a good comment. Um, we got Matt coming back in here over on Facebook uh, with the backfield being so good this year. Who do you think has more sacks Von Miller or Bradley Chubb? Um, man, that's a good one. I, 
Hmm. I think I'm going to go Von Miller uh, just because Bradley Chubb is coming off that a uh, cleanup surgery and uh, that element Von's coming off an injury too, but it's not as recent. So uh, I guess I'm going to lead Von Miller. Um, sacks are a fun stat. Um, obviously they get guys paid, but uh, they're not the always the end all be all for pass rushers, like pressures, hits, win rate, et cetera, et cetera, are I think better stats to go off of if you have them. Um, but as far as sacks, I'm going to pull for my guy, uh, Von Miller. That's where I was going to go just because of the track record. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, one of, uh, you know, Vaughn is, has done it, been there, done that. Looks great. He's hungry. Um, playing on a contract year. Um, you know, so I, I think, uh, I I'd go that direction. Yeah, nope, absolutely. That's a, uh, that's where I'm going. And we got higher learnings coming in here. Uh, thoughts on Shaq Griffin. Uh, the Broncos brought him in for a workout yesterday. Um, former Seahawk, uh, draft for a while, obviously born with, uh, one hand. Um, his brother signed a, a big contract with, uh, with the Jaguars this year, um, coming over from the Seattle Seahawks, but, uh, Shaq Griffin, uh, the, to me, it says that the Broncos are looking for a little bit more bodies for special teams in the back of the linebacking core. And it speaks more to, uh, guys like Josh Watson or whatnot that are fighting for roster spots. And if they make it or not, it's going to depend on their special teams ability. And the Broncos just looking to add a little bit more athleticism to the, uh, kickoff punt units. Yeah, I'm I'm there with with you. I, I don't have much to add on that. Just you know, he was a 230 pound guy, four three eight, coming out of UCF. Um, good athleticism, good speed, um, camp body, yeah. so to speak. Backup uh, special teams. Yep, and it's not bad to have, right? Like uh, you need those guys, and uh, you want to have healthy bodies out there, guys who can uh, run and hit. Those are you can never have enough of those guys. Um, so. Is it going to make a, a huge difference on this team? Probably not as far as like what we're doing up here. Uh, is he going to be challenging Josie Jewell slash Alexander Johnson slash Baron Browning slash Justin Strenaud? Probably not. Um, but uh, still, if you can get somebody out there that makes the, spe- the Broncos special teams unit just incrementally better, which it struggled the last five, six years, I'm fine with that, right? And it's also not going to cost you very much. And uh it's a good story as well, right? So we're uh, we're talking right now about it. Um, we got Chad, Chad Eric coming in here saying a coach Fangio outsmarts himself and tries to put Avon in coverage instead of pressure on the quarterback. Um, Avon, I'm not sure what that one means, but uh, the thing with uh, Coach Fangio's scheme is it's very much and it's kind of just the reality of today's NFL. It's as pass friendly, uh, offense friendly than it's ever been, and uh, he, Vic Fangio is okay giving up yards as long as you're not giving up touchdowns, right? Like yards do not equal points. You do not lose games because you gave up yards. You lose games because you gave up points. Mm-hmm. Um, so Vic Fangio is going to keep everything in front of them. He wants to get pressure with four. Um, so that way he can drop as many guys in coverage as possible. Um, and doing so, keep keep the ball in front of the back seven. Uh, and if an offense can execute 12 to 14 play drives and end with touchdowns, Hat tip to him. You know, that's that's hard to do to execute offensively that many plays when, uh, let's say, it's you have one bad play and it's second and 14. Uh oh, like you might be done or a, a false start. Like you're, you're in trouble. Um, and, and the, the, and the, makeup, of the, the makeup of this team, the makeup of this team, that's okay. Uh, you know, if you're if you're talking about a quick strike type of offense, then you worry about your defense not being able to get the other team off the field and because they're going to wear out. You know, yeah. and you know, quick strike. Yeah, yeah. You, it's nice to put up points, but you got to you, you got to be able to stop. But the, the Denver, this Denver Broncos offense should be able to give the their own long sustained drives. Should be able to give the Broncos defense a breather if they're playing that bend but don't break type of scheme. Yep, I mean it's it's very much, and I think it works very well. I mean, we saw it with the uh, the Super Bowl last year, right? Like that was Todd Bowles, uh, who loves to blitz. That was his least least blitz centric game he's ever called in his career as a defensive coordinator, which is crazy. But um, the Broncos kind of laid out the blueprint there saying like, listen, Patrick Mahomes, he's great. Um, but that offense is predicated on home runs. And if you make them have to hit single after single after single or get walks, you know, taking the baseball analogy here, they're not going to be able to execute over and over again. Um, and, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey still had 130 yards, but like they didn't have very many points. Um, and the, the Buccaneers uh, defensive line was able to win with only rushing four. Um, so uh, I think that is the, the blueprint for now of uh, beating the chiefs. Now you have to have an offense that can dictate a little bit, uh, score some points and control the flow. If you have a totally anemic offense, that's turning the ball over more than anybody in the NFL. 
that don't really care how good your defense is. You're not going to be able to beat the chiefs. Um, but, uh, I definitely think there is something there for a fan. I think a lot of people have like, Oh, the three and outs, like the suffocating defense. But, uh, if you go listen to any coaching clinic or uh, Nick Saban talk recently, he's like, listen, that era of football review mirror. It's, it's come and gone. If you're not scoring points and you're not figuring out how to limit other teams from scoring points, you're going to get left behind. You're going to be in the dust. It's just, the game has changed. Yeah. The rules have changed to favor the offense without a yep. doubt. Uh, and, and as several people have pointed out on Chaz, that quick typo was putting Vaughn in coverage. Uh, you know, Fangio tries to outsmart himself and tries to put Vaughn in coverage instead of pressure. So we had several on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, I'll jump in on that. So, so appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, there's some, one of the comments I wanted to talk about was, uh, you know, just, sorry to beat the Aaron Rodgers horse to death. Uh, one quick comment on that was one of the comments in here was, you know, once you've, once you've hosted Jeopardy and gotten that taste of fame and, you know, you're the, the, the Aaron Rodgers double check discount guy and you're doing all that, then you're, you're not necessarily as itching to go get buried under 300 pound guys. And, and yeah, that makes sense. But there's also something to be said for, I'm almost done, you know, and it's, it's scary. As you get older, you'll understand that a little more. Yeah, it might be a little harder, but you also start to realize uh, this this is my last chance. You know, I'm almost done with this. By God, I want to go out with a winner. So there's, I, I think there's the, the competitive drive in there, especially for athletes that have made it to this level in this league, in the toughest sport in the world, that they're not, they don't want to quit. They want to, they want one more shot at it. Yeah, no legacy this is a big one, right? Like only only winning one Super Bowl with how good Aaron Rodgers has been has got to be frustrating, especially when you see Tom Brady go out there and flip to a team. That team goes out there and does everything they can to win in that window, bringing in you know, Antonio Brown, uh, Rob, uh, Robert Gronkowski, et cetera, et cetera, trading up for Tristan Wirfs um, and going out there and maximizing that window where the Packers are like, oh, we're going to kind of, you know, keep it cool. Like we're, we're competing. We're good. Um, that's got to be frustrating. Um, and Jeremy was the uh, Jeremy and uh, Charlie, the ones talking about the hosting there. And I, I really think it comes down to legacy um, overall. Um, let's get to Matt Henry here real quick. Uh, do you guys think Patrick Sertan, the second can be a top five cornerback in the league in a few years? Uh, yeah, I, I do. I think that he's not going to be Jalen Ramsey out there as far as like what he's able to do on an Island. I don't think he has the same level of uh twitch or fluidity that a guy like Jalen Ramsey has to play on an Island. But, uh, the cornerbacks, especially with uh, within this scheme, um, they're they're a cog in the machine. And I think Sertan, it's kind of like Namdi Asamoah, right? Like when he was asked to move out of that Raiders uh, cover two heavy scheme um, and do a little bit more like man coverage uh, on an island, he struggled. But in that cover two scheme that the Raiders were running at that time, he was phenomenal. Top three cornerback in football. Yeah, and, and you ask, you know, can he make more plays? Because, you know, it, will he make more plays in front of him? you know, at the line of scrimmage behind, you know, shed, you know, blowing up screenplays, blowing up slants, that type of stuff is where he's really going to excel. So yeah, absolutely. I think he can be a top five corner. I don't think the, I don't think the Broncos would have taken him that high. If they didn't think he could be a top five corner in this league. So I, 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 I firmly believe that. Yep. Absolutely. I also think that uh, he, he's very versatile and Vic Fangio asks his defensive backs to do a lot of different things. And there's some talk that Sertan, you know, in uh, big nickel packages, he can play the slot. Uh, he can play the boundary. And there's some plays where he could even maybe play some safety reps. So uh, he's, he's smart enough. Um, he's athletic enough. He's got the body type where he could pretty much do anything you want. I'm not sure about the box reps, um, but uh, they're probably they'll probably use him for some of them. So it will be really interesting to see. we got Facebook user coming in here uh, being very positive, saying smash the like button three times. Love the show. And then asking the question um, behind the... Uh, the blanked out profile pick there on Facebook user uh, with our defense and a steady offense. We are going to be dangerous. What do you guys, I believe he meant think. Um, and he was going to say, let them hate. Uh, he will do great this year. Our running game to help him out. I think he's talking about lock. Um, the running game should help out. And uh, hopefully the offensive line will take uh, even further steps forward. They were average last season um, overall, which is enough to get it done. They're better than the chiefs offensive line. The chiefs offense went all the way to the Super Bowl. Um, so, you know, is what it is. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the run game definitely should help. And if the Broncos quarterbacks are struggling at all, at least the Broncos can kind of like pull it back and play 1980s, 1990s football, where it's like, listen, we're going to hand the ball off. We're going to play good defense. And if our quarterback isn't putting up star Wars numbers, at least we're going to be in the games in the fourth quarter. And we can definitely squeak out some, some games at the end, uh, as long as we are executing and not making mistakes. And uh, sorry, I, Ninja Cow 410 has the a good um, 
Saturday Night Live quote, and it made me kind of laugh a little bit, the daily affirmation um, talking about, I think he's talking about uh, Drew Locke, but um, if that's a good age check right there. He's probably a Gen Xer. Ninja Cal is probably a Gen Xer, but with all the stuff on, on YouTube, you, you're, you never really know. Uh, talking about the offensive line and getting healthy, one of the quotes I read from, from Cushenberry that I loved, you know, when they're talking about, uh, you know, minors coming in, and he's like, the way I played last year, no, I'm not surprised they went and got another center. That's self-aware yeah. and that's motivational. You know, a right tackle, could that position be better this year too? So now you're talking about improving. Cushenberry is either going to get better or he's going to get replaced. That's the nature of the league. Now you've got depth. You've got young talent coming up, and that's fun. That's exciting. Now you, we've talked about um, Cortland coming back and how that resettles and takes pressure off of Judy, opens up things, more things for fan. So, again, a lot of this stuff – depends on the quarterback play. Um, yep. but he does, you know, you don't have to be spectacular at quarterback for this team to win. You don't have to be a top five quarterback for this team to win. And we have a few comments here from uh, Charlie Beagle here, um, leaning into this conversation as well, uh, saying that I'm saying that all of this navel gazing at quarterback is a waste of time. It's not an exact science. Teams with good quarterbacks can still not be successful. And we just saw that last year with uh, Deshaun Watson having in a phenomenal season and the Texans were terrible. Um, and then he goes on and says, and conversely, teams with average quarterbacks have done well. Brad Johnson, Trent Dilf- Dilfer, Jeff Hostetler, and uh, Flacco. Jeff Hostetler. All right, that's before my time. I will push back a little bit. Um, Brad Johnson and Trent Dilfer had arguably two of the top 10 defenses of the last uh, 10 years, and having an all-time def- – it's even harder to put together an all-time defense than it is to have a franchise quarterback, right? Well, like and you sustain it. And yes. to sustain it's it sustain is the question because – because there's so many pieces that make that up, we're having a top quarterback. But no, there, there's no there's no one way to skin this cat. Otherwise, one team, the Patriots, would have figured it out and would win everything. Yep. So no, there's there's definitely ways to do it. Um, you know, and you always talk about the exceptions to the rule. You, you can't build a team based on the exceptions. You know, yep. there there are exceptions. You know, going back, I've, I've said all the time in, in scouting, draft work and everything is you give me a small enough sample sample size, I can prove anything you want. Yeah, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. All right, well, do you want Trent Dilfer as your quarterback? No, no, you yeah. don't. It can happen, but that's not a, a, a likely path to success. Do I want it? Should I be taking my quarterback in the sixth round? Because, I mean, hell, best of all time was taken in the sixth round. No, I shouldn't be looking at Walmart. You correct me on this every time. Walmart for my MVP winning quarterbacks and Kurt Warner. I don't know where he actually was, but I know he was stocking shelves. So there's, there's probability you've got to, you've got to go after there. So you want a good quarterback. Um, That doesn't mean it's not going to guarantee success. Yeah. And uh, coming in here again, Charlie Beagle, we appreciate you, Charlie. And he said, this is his favorite show. So uh, I think he enjoys the, uh, the back and forth here saying that the outliers and elites seem pretty much even to me. Uh, the thing is, and it's different than baseball and, fo- uh, and basketball, is that it's a single elimination tournament as well. So there's much more randomness that can occur. But and, it's uh, also, you, hey, let me, I'm sorry, I, I have to okay. jump in on this ahead. one. Yeah, it's also probably, it's also numbers. You know, yeah. going back to high school recruiting rankings or first round draft picks versus everybody else, you say, well, the five stars are only picked half as much in the NFL first round as everybody else. So you're, you're half as likely to get a, a first round draft pick from everybody else. There's only 35 stars. There's 2,500 other players. Yeah. So if you're talking about a top five or six quarterback that are winning half of them, well, there's 27 that aren't. So you're yeah. still talking about your probabilities here. Your probability definitely increases with a good quarterback. I think that's something we could, we could all agree on. Do you have to have a top five quarterback? No. Hell, I just said that five minutes ago. You don't yeah. have to have a top five quarterback in order to win without a doubt. It's just harder to sustain it year after year after year if you're not getting consistently good quarterback play. Yep, and uh, the best way to the easiest way to win a championship is to knock on the door repeatedly. Imagine if the Broncos had only uh, Peyton Manning for that 2012 season, and then he rode off in the sunset. Well, there is a chance it came and gone. That's the same. That's similar to how defenses are built in the NFL. When you have a great defense, you have one two seasons where if you do not capitalize on that season, poof. Good luck. You're resetting the deck because guys get older, guys get paid, guys get injured, and uh, you're having to reset. It's not the same with a quarterback because it's one guy that is really defining that window. Um, so just you just have a better chance then. Um, and, and in a single elimination, for, it's easier for a top quarterback to recruit other players. It helps in free agency, you know, yep. without a doubt. 
it helps in free agency because other players know how important the quarterback position is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Shane came in here with a, a super on YouTube talking about, uh, I'm rooting for Locke because of his potential, but I root for the Broncos no matter what. If uh, Teddy Bridgewater wins the battle, then so be it. I, you know, I think that's where everybody is as fans. Should be. You know, and and we've talked about that is is if Drew Locke wins the job over, that's best case. That's yeah. best. If he beats out that Teddy Bridgewater, then you know you've got something moving forward for the next several years. If he doesn't, you're going to be looking for a quarterback in the next two years, without a doubt. Yep. Best case scenario, Drew Locke takes steps forward, wins mm-hmm. the job over Teddy Bridgewater, who's been a top 22 to 18 quarterback. That means Drew Locke should hopefully be there this year, that there this year. This team wins 10, 12 games with that level of quarterback, in my opinion, as long as everybody's healthy. Um, so uh rooting for Locke as well, but uh we're gonna see it play out. Reality we've had so much speculation and you now projection of like where Locke can be with all this uh tools and whatnot, or how we already know what Bridgewater is, but uh reality is gonna play itself out, right? Like that's we can talk about as much as we think what's gonna happen, but eventually we're gonna pass that point of thinking and it's gonna be well. Here's what the tape says. Here's where we are. Here's reality. Um, and Dale Hendricks coming in here saying, love the show, fellas. Keep it coming. Denver Broncos for life with the $3 super over on YouTube. And also thank you, Shane, for the $5 super mm-hmm. over on YouTube as well. Appreciate both you guys. Um, so it'll be great. And we also, Greg, getting in here late. What's going on, Greg? Wow, missed the whole podcast this podcast this morning. Shame on me, Greg. You're better than that. It we, will be on demand. You will have, we'll have other opportunities. It's uh, it's we, we go about an hour. That's a good, that's good dog walking listening for me. Yes. Oh man. I speaking to the choir there. Um, Greg Smith saying uh, up all night partying after the Vegas gold Knights first win. Well, um, I go Nick, you could have given me a hundred guesses and I couldn't have come up with what VGK was. The only reason I got it is because context of the hockey stick and uh, hockey puck there. Yeah, so, I, they, they, they changed around so much. I, I mentioned 95 hockey. I was really good on EA sports, Sega Genesis. That, that's about all I remember too. So I'm, yeah. I'm still a, you know, a fan of the Winnipeg jets and Vancouver Canucks. I have no idea if they're like the Phoenix coyotes or something by now. Yeah, absolutely. And we got Benjamin Flores in the house too, Ben, uh, with his, uh, picture of his lovely child there over on Facebook with up fellas, keep up the good work with a thumbs up. We appreciate you. Um, hope you're doing well. EJ also join us a little late, but that's okay. Good morning, Nick and Scott and Broncos country. Uh, we appreciate you. Austin coming in here. Good comment here. Uh, the one commonality between Super Bowl winners is solid coaching and a good team culture. And uh, that's a good point. Um, but uh, again, <laughs> it's hard to really establish solid coaching or good team culture. If you have terrible quarterback play, because well, for, me, for, for me, Nick, it's also strength in the trenches. Yes. You know, that's that's still the number one aspect for me. If we want to talk about, for me, what's the most important part of a good team is strength in the trenches. If I have a good offensive line, a good defensive line, I'm going to be a good team. And I've got, I've given myself a chance that, that to me is still the number one component of success for a, a good NFL team. Let me ask you, Scott, um, this is because I think this is interesting. Would you rather have a top 10 offensive line and defensive line? Mm Mm-hmm or a top 10 quarterback? What do you the, think is more, if you can pick real for sure. I, I've seen a top 10 quarterback. I've seen a guy that's been an MVP, um, not win Super Bowls. We, we see it every year. Um, okay. When we start talking about teams that are winning Super Bowls, they're usually pretty good on defense and can run the ball and protect the quarterback yeah. without a doubt with maybe not a top 10, you know, not a top five QB, but we yeah. see, we see top five QBs every year that, that aren't winning Super Bowls, they, they might be. They're just not getting far far enough. But you know, uh, I'm just going to go with a, a, an example close to home. You know, Matt Ryan has had seasons where he's a top five quarterback. And if you can't run the ball, if you can't run out the clock, you can't stop anybody when it matters. You can't win the big ones. Yeah, I think I agree with you on a in a one season sample size. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if I was a GM and I could pick one or the other um, and have years down the line to attack either one and build either one. I think I would have a better shot of building a top 10 offensive line, defensive line than well, finding I, that top I just, 10. Quarterback. I just think I can make, I can get better quarterback play one. If I've got a good quarterback, but I don't have a good offensive line. If I've got an outside of the top 10 offensive line, a bottom half of the offensive line, it doesn't matter how good my quarterback is. Y'all have heard me say a hundred times, the best pass defense in the world is a quarterback on his ass. You know, yeah. So if you can't protect your quarterback and you can't run the ball, it doesn't matter who your quarterback is. And if you can't stop somebody while your, your quarterback sitting there on the sidelines, it doesn't matter who your quarterback is. So strength in the trenches is still the biggest one for me. 
I like it that we have a little bit of a disagreement there. We obviously have nuance in that one. We we could pick and on that's that a one. West for a Coast, East Coast thing. You know, that's a that's a Southern football mentality versus a West Coast thing where they don't play defense. <laughs> uh, speaking of West Coast, East Coast, do you have any idea what everybody's hinting about right now? This like big bombshell with a uh, college football that's going to ruin some West Coast football legacies that's coming down the track. Everybody keeps like uh, talking about they're, it. Like, they're hush, talking hush. about expanding the 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 playoff format. Um, basically, something, something that I wrote about 15 years ago. If you're going to expand the playoffs, you got to have the quarterfinals at the Bulls because old guys with money don't like to give up their money. So you've got to figure out a way to make sure they get paid before they go to their senators and pay them off to make sure that nothing changes. So if you're going to change, facilitate change, old money has to keep their money. In order to do that, you have to have the quarterfinals, eight games or eight teams, four teams at the Bulls. Now, instead of Kansas and Virginia Tech playing in the Orange Bowl as a know-nothing that nobody cares about, now you got a quarterfinal playoff game that actually matters. Yep. Everybody wins. So we'll yep. see. Yeah, I'm in. Um, no, this was something else. There's supposedly okay. some conspiracy or a big report that's coming out that's supposed to ruin some legacies for some West Coast football. To me, it screams the only legacy I can think of in the last 10, 15 years on West Coast football is Pete Carroll's USC Trojans. So that, we'll one's see. Already been, that one's already been smacked around a little bit. Yeah. You know, they don't have a BCS championship. Yeah. The one they, the, well, the one they won got stripped from them. And they they only won the one, so maybe something with Nike in Oregon. I just I'm trying to think of what would make I sense. What, like, I mean, Oregon's a Oregon's new money when it comes yeah. into when we're yeah. talking about you know uh, teams like that. Anyway, yeah. I don't know. Yep, and uh, we got Veach coming in here saying, "I can't wait till we enter the I told you so phase of the season because then some real football is being played and those speculations are answered." And uh, hopefully, everybody has enough levity to understand uh, one way or the other um, that. Uh, you know, people are trying to project here and they're put some people are putting some fan uh, hopes and dreams in there. And that's that's fine. Right. There are different ways to enjoy the game of football. As long as we don't have gatekeeping, um, then that's OK. Right. That's different strokes for different folks. It's like when uh, uh, some girls like, oh, I'm a Bronco fan. And then some neck beard out there is like, OK, name the 1999 starting roster. It's like, OK, shut the hell up. Like, <laughs> who cares? Like, if you can do that, that's great. Don't be a gatekeeper. Um, but uh and we got DBA saying Locke is going to ball out this year. We hope so. Um, and KB coming in again. Who has more sacks this year? Von Reed and does Reed or Von or Chubb and does Reed make his goal at 10? We both said Von. Um, I guess over here. We both said Von. Um, but uh, does Reed make his goal of 10? Yeah, it's inversed. Right? It's really uh, funky. Um, does Reed make his goal of 10? I think if uh, Malik Reed has 10 sacks, something went wrong with Von or Chubb. Uh, I don't think he should be in a situation where he has uh, the opportunity to have 10 sacks because most of those pass rushing reps should hopefully have Vaughn and Chubb on the outside. But um, we'll what you're hoping for is then when, when Vaughn does retire, then he's still there to step in. He's not going to want to play second fiddle for very long after you have a double digits season. Right. Yep. But Vaughn is there. So you got to You got to find a way to keep him happy as well because yep. someone else is going to be in his ear if they're not already. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, we are at an hour right now, so we appreciate the heck out of you, but we got to run. We got things to do. We got football to watch. We got dogs to walk, et cetera, et cetera. But that's going to do it for uh, Broncos for breakfast. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us today. And even before we get to our out reading here, I want to give a shout out to our number of uh, people who donated today and contributed to the show, not only to the chat, but uh, super chat, superstars, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we got based Gase came in today. Uh, Michael Ronquillo, Kyle Wielden, Gary Palmer, Broncos 17 and 0, Shane Daniels, Dale Hendricks, and also uh, Gary Leeds Palmer with the stars earlier as well. Um, we appreciate all of you guys so much and everybody who just joined us today and contributed to the super chat. Um, if you made it late today, uh, set your alarm. We're going to be back next Thursday, this Thursday up at uh, eight o'clock mountain time. And uh, Scott is going to be out and about next week. So uh, I might be coming at you guys solo uh, next week. We'll see what Chad wants to do. Maybe I'll do some a uh, little bit shorter shows. Uh, 30 minutes or something uh, just with myself, my ugly mug taking up the full screen instead of uh, what is it? 40% here. Um, so uh, we'll see what happens next week, but uh, I'm, I'm going to make sure I bring you something. Chad's like, Oh, you, you can take next week off. I'm like, no, the people need the content. They love me too much. They'd miss. No, I'd miss you guys. Honestly, it's, it's, it's my own head that needs filling up. Um, this has been Broncos for breakfast. We appreciate everybody who joined us today. Make sure you follow us both on Twitter, Scott Kennedy at scout. Kennedy, make sure you follow him there. And also myself at Nick Kendall, M H H that's K E N D E L L. Uh, speaking of Twitter, make sure you follow us at mile high huddle and at huddle up pod guys. If you're joining us today on YouTube, please subscribe, like, and share 
to the uh, Mile High Huddle YouTube page. That can help us a heck of a lot. And while you're there, make sure you also go and uh, follow Scott's page at youtube.com forward slash or forward slash C forward slash Scott Kennedy. And also I'm going to drop it in the comments here real quick. Boom. Um, his uh, auto sub, uh, which is going to be right here. Boom, boom. Over on Facebook here on this one. Um, make sure you click this link and it'll take you to Scott's page. It is the off season right now, but uh, things are going to start picking up as real football comes into play. And, uh, you know, we'll really get it going. If you're joining us today, like I said, like, subscribe, and share on YouTube. Uh, click those thumbs up if you're joining us on Facebook. Scott, what's the rest of your day look like? Uh, what's going on? I dog walking. Got to work walking. some baseball stuff. You know, okay. it's, uh, it's the end of the season for 11U, 12U baseball. So phone's blowing up. What are you going to do? Who's going to coach? All this kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, I, I just want to say, Everybody has their ups and downs. Um, you know, I'm particularly moody. And this show makes me feel better. I, I feel better talking when I do this show. I love doing it with y'all, and I appreciate you having me. Yeah, Scott, I've had a lot of fun. Early on, I wasn't really sure with the Micah Parsons dis- difference. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, uh, no, it's been a lot of fun. And uh, I really appreciate that you bring unbiased outside perspective um, because I always think that people too close to the situation sometimes can uh, not have the, the scope of knowledge, insight, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, you definitely bring a more worldly um, overall, just football view. Um, so it's been a lot of fun and I think the people appreciate it as well. And uh, let's answer this uh, question from Joe real quick uh, before we get on out of here uh, dog's name for the win. What's, what's your dog's names? Smokey, my uh, my son named him. Let's see, he's eight and eleven, so he was almost four years old when he named him. He had a, a we had a, a a book of dogs that we read him when he was um, just a little toddler, and he picked out the name Smokey forever. So we we let we let my son name him when he was four, and his name is Smokey. One sec, I, just one sec, guys. Oh, he's gonna go get the dog. So and then uh, my daughter names uh the cat the two cats so that's ninja and snowball and this guy's been in his kennel the whole time because uh the wife works at home and uh, he uh sometimes is a little much so he stays in the kennel during uh the show and he's so really good to be out so happy to be out <laughs> and this is summit so um hopefully everyone appreciates it he's uh 14 months now and uh he's mostly he's nice he's not always good but he's nice but uh, anyway guys that's gonna do it for us um we appreciate all of you. I am going to go walk the dog because he needs it in the morning. And oh, there he is. Um, oh, my God. Everyone have a good one. Uh, love you all. We'll see you next Thursday. Go Broncos.